episode 214 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Chris Schreiber. And I'm Adam Bankers. Hey! hey. Surprise! We finally got to get Adam on the show! Yay! <laughs> so excited! <laughs> uh, and it's a very special episode indeed, because this episode of The Platformers, uh, I said uh, it's a show about games and nerd culture. Well, this is the second half of that. This is our Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler cast. Uh, now, if you have not seen the movie yet, you don't need to dip out quite yet because at the beginning of this show, what we're gonna go into in just a moment uh, is our spoiler-free, uh, just kind of impressions, thoughts, and things like this. But before we do that, uh, I just want to thank Adam for joining us for this episode. It's been, we've been, we've been talking about having him on the show for so long. Way yeah. too long. For so long, way too long. Um, it may have been like well over a year and it just, we just haven't done it. Um, I know time goes way know, too fast. It's kind of crazy. It's true. Especially it's the true. COVID both, times. Yeah, really. And we both yeah. had kids, you know, like, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, Adam, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm sure lots of our audience are already familiar with you, but where might they know you from? So yeah, my name is Adam Bankhurst and <clears throat> a lot of you may know me from IGN where I've been, writing news and features and all kinds of stuff for about three years now. Um, so that's kind of the main place. I also host a podcast called The Gamer's Advocate that I've been doing for a long time that I'll have to have both of you guys on soon, too. We would love to have some future crossovers and let all that stuff happen. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I've been a, a writer in the games industry for a while now, and it's I've met some incredible people like you, too, and it's just so awesome to be able to kind of come on and talk and hang out because I feel like, that's what the one problem sometimes, especially in this day and age, where I feel like so much of our lives is online and in Slack and stuff. So it's nice to be able to see yep. some faces and hang out and have fun, especially since E3's canceled and everything's canceled and we'll never see each other again. Just kidding. It'll happen. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the, the long and short of it. Mostly IGN is, is where you'll find me. Yeah. So Spider-Man No Way Home. There is a lot to talk about. Um and when we get, we're going to have our, our, our spoiler filled section of this, uh, episode is going to be significantly longer, I think, uh, because there is just so much to talk about just due to the uh, nature of when it, when it gets down yeah. to the specific plot points and a lot of things like that. But I think that there is still a significant, uh, amount that we can say about it without getting into spoilers. And, uh, let's just start with. Uh, how we feel about it overall, and and whether we would recommend people go see it if they have not been able to so far. So let's let's uh, let's start with our guest, uh, Adam. What did you think about the movie? I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I, I was going in with a lot of high expectations, and you know, obviously, there's just there was so much going into this. It just it felt like an event, like the first one, kind of since even Avengers Endgame or one of these big ones. It was like such a big tentpole movie for not just the MCU but like everything. And yeah. I just, uh, I went in and man, I, I was just smiling and I feel like, you know, I went on opening night. So the, the crowd was pretty packed, a lot of mass. So everyone was being pretty res like responsible, which I was happy about, but, nice. um, a lot of cheering, a lot of fun and just, I haven't gone to see it again, but it's, it's, I'm very sad about that. Cause it's probably one of my favorite MCU movies for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh, what about you? Uh, same experience. We were there opening night, um, and it was the first time since probably Endgame that uh, we really had like a, well, no, I guess uh, Far From Home. 
uh, was probably the last last one that we went opening night. Um, and, you know, it was crazy being in a theater again with, like, that much energy from the audience. Yeah. Um, like, it, I, I always say, like, you know, there's, like, you know, like, during COVID and everything, I would always say there was always something about um, seeing a movie in a theater with a live audience and, like, just being a part of that whole experience, like, especially the first, like, the first weekend that a movie comes out. Um, and it, like, you know, until you get back into it, it really, you forget how, how much it adds to the experience. It felt like coming um, home, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. Like, it, you know, I, I didn't realize how it much felt I felt like homecoming? It. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, no, it, it, I mean, it's a phenomenal movie. Um, I mean, you could, you could definitely, I think the argument could be made that this is the best of the trilogy for the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, possibly the best live action one. I don't know if it's better than into the spider verse, but, um, it, it, like you can make that argument. Like there, it's that good of a movie. I think, um, it's, it's a movie that like when it ended there, are, and we may get into it later. There were very few things like Devin and I from the last of us podcast, we're going back and forth on the way out, like trying to poke holes in it. Cause that's usually what we do. And that's how we like determine whether or not it was a good, uh, you know, MCU movie. And, uh, I mean, it's airtight, like, at least from what we were able to, to dissertain, uh, in that, you know, five minute walk to the car. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, we both absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty easily the best of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I don't, necessarily think it's close i think this one is significantly better and one of the interesting things is like you were saying about well hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna talk through something real quick so homecoming was the first and that doesn't really have huge ramifications for kind of anyone except spider-man himself and even then it's not Enormous. It just sets things up for Infinity War and the fact that he's going to have the Iron Spider suit and he's going to be, you know, closely associated with Tony Stark and things like this. The second movie, the end of the second movie, really the only thing that happens is the exposure of a secret identity, which of course is the... I mean, it's a huge deal. (laughs) is, is, ...is a huge deal, but only really for him. Particularly when Tony Stark's Iron Man, like, everybody knows who he is. Doctor Strange, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who Bruce Banner is. Like, there are very few heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for whom their secret identity is actually a... For for whom they actually have a secret identity. Yeah. Like, that's not as big of a thing in the MCU. And so I thought they were going to... The interesting thing is that they're covering the, the... revelation of his identity in this movie when in the comics that is the thing that kicks off civil war um right is tony getting peter parker to unmask himself and then terrible things happen to his family and that and he he's originally with tony stark and then he switches to be on Cap's side uh when civil war was actually about a totally different thing um but yeah i think it's i think it's interesting that like this movie, and a lot of people have compared this to the big event Avengers movies like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that, in that they have huge ramifications for the rest of the MCU. This is the only Spider-Man movie that really does that. 
Um, but it also is even more personal for Spider-Man what happens in this movie than the other two Spider-Man movies. So it's a weird thing where I think it nails the scale of the huge event MCU movies better than the previous Spider-Man movies do. And I think it also nails the personal, really grounded stuff more than the other Spider-Man movies do. I feel like it's just better across the board. I feel like a lot of that is in part to the... Like the fumbling that Sony had with uh, Spider-Man, like as a character and like as a franchise, because like when Homecoming came out, it was that was right after they were going to do the Sinister Six, uh, yeah. you know, with the Andrew Garfield thing, um, and then Which I would have loved to see, yeah, and I think they that was when as Fra- like the only person who loves Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man. No, Je- <laughs> Jess is a huge fan. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. She will not shut up about him. Um, but the, uh, yeah, like... Also, let's be real. He's the best-looking Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> He's good-looking, man. <laughs> he is. Um, let's be real. But no, I think this movie does a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, rather, it executes a lot of the heavy lifting that I think the first two try to do, where they, yeah. like, it, it's he it's stuck between two worlds of, like, is this a Sony movie? Is this a Marvel movie? Um and yes kind of <laughs> yeah and like when this wraps up it's kind of like like it's it is still kind of like a we'll see moment um yeah. but um it still felt Which, man i can't wait to talk about that later yeah it still felt very <laughs> finite you know yeah yeah and i also I, I kind of find it interesting and i was kind of just having this thought that kind of just popped in my head right now but because you were talking about kind of the scope and scale of all these other movies and i think what's what was really cool is how, you know, Homecoming is really about, you know, Peter coming to grips that, yeah, he wants to be an Avenger and, and be with Iron Man, but at the end of the day, he also just kind of wants to be a kid and be his friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then after Far From Home, he doesn't really have that choice anymore. And I think it's yeah. just kind of dealing with the ramifications of it. So it's like, it's a big thing for him and the MCU and everything kind of expanding. And it's like, no turning back kind of. It's a, it's a very interesting kind of place we find him in, which I think was kind of in, in an interesting way set up, you know, kind of saying what Peter originally wanted, but now he can't really have anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, we, if, if you've, if you, I, I, I'm going to say something and this will take maybe two minutes or whatever. I'm going to say something that's in one of the trailers. So if you want, if you, if you didn't watch anything like me and you don't want to hear anything about it, like I didn't, then skip ahead like two minutes. But um, we we know some of the villains that are in this movie from watching the trailers and the inclusion of these elements from previous uh, Spider-Man movies ends up being a make good on it bringing in the best elements of those movies and then being a make good for the things that didn't really work at the time at the same time as doing Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man a lot more justice and making him way more of an interesting uh, character by the end of the movie. Um, which is something like, one of the things that we've talked about when we've talked about the, the MCU series, like with Hawkeye and, and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, is that a lot of these... Uh, by the end of them, I was like, man, I didn't really care about this character, and now I really do. 
Uh, and that's been one of the strengths of those series. And I think that they actually managed to do that with Spider-Man, which is a crazy thing for me to say as somebody for whom Spider-Man is in my top two favorite superheroes. It's Superman and Spider-Man. Those are my top two. Um, and as somebody who's loved Spider-Man, but hasn't really been taken with Tom Holland's rendition of Spider-Man, I think that there are things that he does really well. We've talked about this before on the show, but um, I feel like uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland both like nail the physicality of being Spider-Man. Uh, and I think that Tobey Maguire really nails being Peter Parker. Uh, and I think that one of the things that Chris said, I think it was in the past couple of weeks, I think, was that Tom Holland is pretty good at both, but doesn't really nail either one, yeah. which I thought was a great way of describing it. And I feel like in this, he's still about the same at both, but I think the bar is just raised a bit on both. I think he's he's just he's closer to what I to what I love about Spider-Man. Uh, and I think that with how this movie ends, I think we are way more likely to see that in the future. Should we get more, which I think it's been reported that there are going to be more. I think three more, they said. And they're yeah. signing on for at least yeah, three more projects, I think it was. The sixth so, highest grossing movie globally, right? Eighth they're definitely is, yeah. or eighth now. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely not going to not make more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's so funny to think like that this almost never happened and they the two Sony and Marvel just almost well they did split up for a second and it was like, man, yeah. what are you like, guys are you leaving doing? on the table? What are you thinking, yeah. guys? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm not the only Spider Man lover out there. Like he's he is one of the most uh like I think Pikachu is like the number one most recognizable character in the world or something like that. Pokemon is like the number number one Q rating for a franchise or something like yeah. highest name recognition. But Spider-Man is really up there. Yeah. Spider-Man is really up there. So, I mean, it's 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 he's easily the biggest star that Marvel has, or at least he was before the Avengers. I think Iron Man is like way up there now as well. Uh, but they'd be they'd be dumb to not keep making Spider-Man movies cuz come on, whether they're animated or live action, they fucking crush it. So, um but yeah, uh, I, I, I was a, I was very vocal before this movie came out of like, there are way too many things in this movie. There are way too many characters in this movie. There are way too many plot points in this movie. There is no way they're going to do this right. Uh, and I was fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was very wrong. Now, I, I was, I was right in a way that like but one of the ways that they that they that they made me wrong is by not dwelling and trying to like this is not spider-man 3 this is not we're gonna introduce a character explain their entire backstory and then have their own subplot then we're gonna introduce another character and try to introduce their it's not they assume you've done the homework yes yeah and even if you haven't it works, which is cool. Like, I, I think that it's... Because these characters are being introduced and the main character doesn't know who they are, he's a great audience stand-in, which doesn't usually happen in these superhero movies, where, like, the stand-in for the audience is the main character. It's usually somebody like Ned or somebody like MJ yeah. or somebody like that who's, like, a normal person. Right. Uh, or happy or, you know, whomever. Or Pepper in the Iron Man movies. She's like, everything's exploding around and she's the only one that's freaking out. Um, these sorts of things. But I, they they really did a fantastic job. Uh, I saw this at a drive-in. 
Oh, nice. uh, so I didn't actually go to the theater. How was that? Um, it was good. The screen was too dark. Oh, gotcha. Uh, well, you went during but, the day, didn't you? No, I went at night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went at night. I've never actually been to one of those. Uh, how does this, you never been to a drive-in? Does the sound come through yeah. your car? Do you like tune to a radio station? Yeah, it does. You tune into a radio station. Nice. The That's problem so cool. was I, I don't leave my car running because I like the environment. Uh, <laughs> and so I turned off my car. But my car radio will only stay on for so oh, long. No. Uh, so it actually cut out. And then I had to like turn the power back on and tune back in. So I missed like two lines in the movie. <laughs> But uh, other oh than that, God, it was it was fine, and but I was like in the front row and everything. So the the only the only problem that I had I had two problems actually, and these are totally unrelated to the movie. But uh, but one was that uh, they charged thirty dollars per car, and because we are I am a married man with a young daughter, and it's there's a pandemic about. Uh, we can't have babysitters, so it was just me paying thirty dollars oh, no. to sit in a car alone and watch this. Movie. I didn't realize Audrey didn't go with you. No, I thought well, you were going to take care of the kid. I thought you were bringing her. <laughs> no, I, well, we thought we thought about that, but there's no way I was going to have her in the car for two and a half hours. Uh, it, it's just yeah, yeah. Nah, we we sense. could have, but we were just like we're just going to let her just play. So Audrey has not seen it yet, which is a crying shame because. Uh, we had, we had an outdoor visit uh, with uh, my sister-in-law Alyssa, and uh, every time that Audrey and Riley would like walk down the road to like check the mail or just like ride on something, uh, Alyssa would be like, "Okay, so what happened in Spider-Man? So we got to talk about this." And then we would have like forty-five <laughs> seconds to talk about it before she would come back because we can't talk about it because she hasn't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, so I saw it there. And the other thing that sucked was I I wasn't gonna eat dinner because I was just gonna like. They're like, hey, we make our money through concessions. I was going to buy like a huge thing of popcorn and a drink. And then I got there and they're like, yeah, our concession stand's closed because we ran out of popcorn. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Ran out of popcorn. <laughs> what yeah. is going you on? Mean, you mean the things that take up like this much room individually? Well, like and you can just pack them into these huge bags? Everybody thought, exactly. support your local drive-in. and Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up just supporting it through paying $30 for a ticket to the movie. Yeah. Crazy. I get it, because I guess you can, I'm sure some people have tried to fit, like, 30 people in one car before. Oh, that absolutely if you bring, happens, yeah. If you pay $30 and you bring a clown car, yeah, yeah you're getting a great deal. Yeah. But it was just oh me God. and my lonesome hybrid, so. That's so funny. But, yeah, yeah, it was a good experience. I really wish I could have seen it, like, in the theaters. I would have. This is one of those movies that I would have gone to, like, an IMAX or something, yeah. but... Thankfully, this movie will probably be around that maybe once we get uh, vaccines for the little ones, then I'll be able to go to a theater and it'll be good. But I mean, it's still playing, at least by us. It's playing every hour still, which is nuts. Yeah, and, Dude, it earned and it's going to be playing. It earned 33 million this past <laughs> yeah. weekend. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's going to be weekend. in theaters for for several months to come at least, yeah. probably. It's so I, I, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I... I don't really have anything else to say about it spoiler-free because I want to talk about all the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's really any... hard to talk about this without the spoilers, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah. Just basically, it's amazing. <laughs> I, well, that yeah, and so... I will say, like, in terms of things that, like, if you have seen the trailers and somehow you haven't seen this movie yet, um, pretty much everything that they show in the trailer is, like, the first 20 minutes yeah. of the movie. It Which definitely doesn't impressive. go. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I feel like the trailers did not ruin the movie. Where 
That happens a lot of times. I and when yeah. going into it, I was convinced. Like, what else do they have to show yeah, me? Right. And then you know, when I saw it, I was still like, oh my god, yeah, you know. definitely. And they had tons. Yeah, yeah. But go see it if you haven't seen it. It's amazing. Definitely. Yeah, go see it for sure. Yeah. Highest recommendation. Um, so the time mm-hmm. has now come, my friends. Indeed. To talk to talk about this movie. To spoil the ever-loving crap out of this movie. Uh, and I can't wait to do it. So here's how we're going to start. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to read the plot synopsis from Wikipedia to refresh some of us who have not seen this movie in a little bit. Um, and also to kind of catch everybody up to speed who may have also seen it on opening night. Uh, so here we go. Spoilers. <laughs> Get ready. It's the plot for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, man. Uh... After Quentin Beck frames Peter Parker for murder and reveals his identity as Spider-Man, Parker, his girlfriend, MJ, best friend, Ned Leeds, and Aunt May are interrogated interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. Oh my God. And then comes one of my favorite moments in the entire movie and a fantastic cameo. Lawyer Matt Murdock gets Parker's (laughs) charges dropped, but the group grapples with negative publicity. So... During this scene, when they introduce Daredevil into this, I was like, fuck yeah, because we just, we just talked about, in, in Hawkeye, we just talked about their introduction. Oh yeah, you saw it the other way around, because you saw Hawkeye before you saw Spider-Man. I didn't even yes. think of that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so, but, but when we were talking about Hawkeye, I had seen it, uh, because... Uh, then I was like, I cannot wait. We've talked about Kingpin getting introduced. I cannot wait to talk about the other shoe dropping yeah. in this movie. And also the mwah, 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 chef's kiss reveal of when the brick gets thrown through his window and he <laughs> catches it behind his back. That was great. Yeah. And he's like, how did you? He's like, I'm a very good lawyer. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I just love how it just I, it like it, it, it felt so right, but it also kind of came out of nowhere. And it was like, right at the beginning, you're like, what else does this movie have in store for us? This is crazy. I think that's one. It has a lot. It has a lot, but like, it has very few things that I didn't expect. Like, uh, when that happened, I was like, who else is going to be here? You know? And then, (laughs) you know, because you kind of figure everything else that is to come. And, but I mean, not that I was, you know, upset by it. I was waiting for like. I didn't expect him at all. I didn't expect Daredevil at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was a incredibly uh, wonderful surprise, as was the the other ones. A lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, the, he's Tom's not going to be the only, you know, the only Spider Man in this movie." And I was like, "He is. He is going to be. Uh, you know, he's not." And I was incredibly happy. <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, a lot of these things, like you look at it, and it's like, you know, Andrew Garfield was like, he was like, I. I would have loved to been involved. Like I, I never got a call. Like I don't know what to tell you guys. You know. And then he's the man is an actor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, his job. I love it. His job is to lie professionally. (laughs) Did you see what he said though? Because he he talked about this on social media. He talked about this on Instagram. He's he's like I hated lying to people. Yeah. Uh, But I had I thought of it as a game. Like I thought of I thought of it as like. I'm I'm doing I'm doing a game and this game you know this game is you know for whatever and I'm like that's that's very good you know yeah oh hey Catwatch <laughs> oh windy. snap nice <laughs> I shut I shut my door so that Finn and Jake don't come up in here because they are 
messes. Now. Yeah, Jess has a uh, linguini. He was in here, but yeah, he ran. Uh, off. But yeah, so I I absolutely loved that thing, and uh, you know, it, it's a great. It's not just a way to get Matt Murdock and uh, Charlie Cox's um, uh, Daredevil into the MCU. It's also like a great callback to the comics because whenever a lot of superheroes get into trouble and they need legal representation, Matt Murdock is typically the one who does it. And he's been Peter Parker's lawyer in the show as well. Um, So let's go on from there. Uh, After Parker, MJ, and Ned's MIT applications are rejected, Parker goes to the New York Sanctum to ask Stephen Strange for help. Strange suggests a spell that would make people forget Parker is Spider-Man, but it's corrupted when Parker repeatedly requests alterations to let his loved ones retain their memories. Strange contains the spell to stop it from working and makes Parker leave. So this is what was in all the trailers. Uh, yep. I think this is really interesting. A lot of people are, you know, are like, well, Strange, it was your fault. This whole thing's not Peter's fault. And it's like, well, I mean, come on. I could watch scenes in the mirror dimension for like literally hours. Oh yeah, yeah, it's big just inception so much fun. vibes for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely love it. I was school. also I was also thinking I'm like you know Doctor Strange, if you would have just kind of had a little sit down with Peter for like ten minutes, probably could have resolved a lot of these issues too. <laughs> just tell him yeah. what was going on. <laughs> yeah, talk about it before you start yeah. casting the spell. Like like I know the whole thing. element. Oh yeah, I know the yeah. whole thing is like you know Peter Parker's still a kid, so he's like still. But like you know, you could have you could have oh, given him a little walkthrough or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then afterwards, after he like contains the spell, he's he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, this is about the school and different stuff like that. And he's like, wait, what? What are they like? And they just they turned you down. And he's like, well, I didn't I didn't call him. It's like you you didn't call the college to talk to them. You came to me first to warp reality and all this. And it's just like it's yeah, but like. But, like, if you know people who can just fix stuff like that, like, it makes sense to go to them. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, yeah, there is an element of it that I do legitimately think is uh, Strange's fault. Because oh, yeah. the ego on this dude to just be like... Let's do it. Let's yeah, go. I'm just, it's so dangerous. I'm just, just going to do this. And Wang is like, don't do this, dude. Like, <laughs> And he's like, he's like, it's fine. We do this all the time. But it's, you know... And he was like, okay, all right. So I'm going to change a little thing here. And I'm going to change a little thing here. And it's, you know... It's equal parts fault, so I'm not going to let that fall uh, squarely on Peter. So then, then Peter goes uh, to the bridge to try to convince the MIT administrator to reconsider MJ and Ned's applications, but he's attacked by Dr. Octopus, played expertly by uh, Alfred Molina, the, the star of maybe the best live-action uh, Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man 2 which is a fantastic movie. Power of the Sun in the palm of my hand, which they actually quote in this movie, which I loved. Such great callbacks. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Octavius I'm just, uh, just so you know, I'm just fixing the stream audio. Oh. Everybody's wondering what's happening. Okay, cool. But well, you're good. Know if Keep anything we can do. Okay. Uh, Octavius rips Parker's nanotechnology from his iron spider suit, which bonds with his mechanical tentacles and allows Parker to disable them. Uh, and then the Green Goblin arrives. Yay, Willem <laughs> Dafoe. Uh, he arrives and attacks. Strange teleports Parker back to the Sanctum and locks Octavius in a cell next to Kurt Connors, also known as the Lizard, who I think was voiced by somebody else in this movie. 
right? No, so I think what happened, so for, this was kind of a weird thing for me too, because I think one of the biggest issues that I had with the movie is how, like, Sandman was Sandman the whole time. And, like, the movies, you don't really see him as Sandman. You see him as, like, a person for most of the time. But apparently, uh, Rice, Rice Efans, I think it's how you pronounce her name, Reese, um, and uh, Thomas Hayden Church, they, like, are obviously a lot older now, so they don't look quite like the characters or something, and they couldn't get them back. So I think they were only on set for, like, a day or something, but they did, you know, mm-hmm. lend some of their voices. But I think they used some footage from the old movies and stuff. So that's kind of why you don't see oh, them. Oh, is that as, why it's like that? Like yeah, Sandman that, and yeah. So that's why like Lizard is in the van for a lot when they're up in the apartment. That's why Sandman is like all Sandman all the time for a lot of it because yeah, they I I think it was part to do with they were a lot older, so they didn't look quite like their characters, and also just you know I think some other issues. But that's kind of why they were, those two were a little little more and they different. were interesting. Okay, yeah, and that that actually makes sense because. They wouldn't have to explain that Otto and uh, Norman are older because in their universe, this thing happened a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is also that much older because like this was... Solve. Yeah. Those events happened as long ago as the movies happened. So the, And they were giving Jamie Foxx a makeover anyway, so they didn't really <clears throat> need to fix that. That makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it was interesting when That's, I was reading that. I was like, yeah, that was kind of that was like the one thing that really threw me off because I was like, I like watched the movies right before, so it was all fresh in my mind. I was like, yeah. Flint Marco's not Sandman the whole time. Why is he always looking like Sandman? What's going on? So <laughs> it, it, it like yeah. made a, it kind yeah. of made a lot of sense. And I was like, okay, but also man. like plot wise, did we really need that much more lizard and Sandman yeah, yeah. in this movie? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I really liked how uh, how Flint was. Um, like more of a much as he is in like the um much like he is in Spider-Man 3 he's not a bad dude right no like, no he's not he's uh <clears throat> of of all of them uh i think i think Octavius before he's like his mind is taken over by the tentacles is a legitimately a really good person i think that flint is just caught up in some really bad circumstances yeah and i think that that the others are kind of like their powers determine their madness or things like this. Yeah. I think that a lot of them are, are well-meaning and there's only really like a couple of real villains amongst them. But even still, even like with Norman, like you can see that he's like, he's trying to be better. He's fighting with himself. Yeah. yeah. Which I like, you know, he's got, he's got the whole, you know, Gollum thing going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does Although a he very did- good, like, and it's been a long time since I've seen Spider-Man 1, but, like, the Jekyll and Hyde of that character that, like, or, or I guess... It's so good. Like, his portrayal of it, and I don't... I haven't read a ton of Spider-Man, but, like, are the comic Is he that way in the comics as well, where it's, like... No, he's the worst. Oh. Norman Osborn is the fucking worst. There's a... There's like, in a, a good a way or, arc. like, in a bad way? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's evil. Because okay, he's not yeah. a very nice man here, either, but... Yeah. No, but there's part of it where he's like feels regret for the things he's. I mean, I don't know. I'm not super well read on a bunch of uh, Norman Osborn, but the stuff yeah. that I've seen him in, he is a villain. Like he is just okay. a bad person. Gotcha. Um, and in in one of the recent runs, he actually becomes president uh, of the United States, and then he bonds with Carnage and becomes <laughs> the Red Goblin, and he's like maybe one of the most powerful people on the planet. Oh, oh, wow, I'm just gonna um, Google that real quick. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that Red Goblin. Awesome. So that's part of the uh, that's part of the Null uh, event where they find like the God of the Symbiotes, 
who like basically turns Red Goblin into a, like a manifestation of his of himself, oh, and then man. he like has control over all the other symbiotes on the planet. It's it's wild, dude. Imagine all the tech stuff that Goblin has, and then also the powers of Carnage. Oh man. And that, like, insanity. It's wild, dude. Red Goblin is wild. Go comics. <laughs> yeah, comics are great, dude. <laughs> comics are great. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I really liked how they had uh, the depth. And I was saying earlier that, that I was very wrong about this movie being able to juggle everything. And part of that reason is because the only three antagonists that really have anything going on are um, Electro, Doc Ock, and uh, Green Goblin. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Sandman is in it for a little bit, but not very much. Lizard is barely in it. Um, but I think that it works. I think that that by not focusing equal time on each of the villains, it actually makes it feel like more real. Like it actually makes it feel like more, because like if you have a bunch of people doing something, not everybody's going to be equally involved. You know what I mean? It just kind of gave like some depth. It was like a group project. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Peter and Lizard and just Norman. sat in a van. He didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do shit. But yeah, he still got the same grade as me on the final. Yeah, come on, uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I I liked that. Um, so let's see. Uh, Strange explains that he was before he was able to contain the corrupted spell. It summoned some people from other universes who know Spider-Man's identity. He orders Parker, MJ, and Ned to find and capture them. They are able to locate and retrieve Max Dillon, also known as Electro, and Flint Marco, also known as Sandman. Uh, yeah, so that I thought that was really, really interesting. I think I, I really liked the, the touch that they had about Electro when they were fighting near the power plant where he was talking about how different the energy of this universe feels and how different he looks and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. And that... That kind of led me to 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 think that like, man, is Electro the most powerful of all these people that he's going up against? Like, there was legitimately a part in the movie where I was like, I I legitimately don't know how you stop this dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. you know, somebody with Electro's powers who can turn into energy, who can be anywhere, and can summon all the electrical power in the world and just use it. Like I, how do you fight that? Like I I don't know. With the power thought, of teamwork. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, that, that was, that was, I think the, the point when I, as ridiculous as this could sound talking about a movie about superheroes, that was the part where I had to like suspend my disbelief where I was like, they could beat this guy that's made of pure power that could like, cause you know, like a lightning bolt can just like melt shit. Like it could just melt like a steel tower. True, true. Like if it's not properly insulated or grounded or stuff like that, like electricity is incredibly powerful. Uh, just on its own, but anyway, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, here here we go. Here's here's the big one. Uh, Osborne reclaims control of himself from his split personality of Green Goblin. He goes to a feast building where May comforts him before Peter retrieves him. While discussing their battles with Spider-Man, Osborne, Octavius, and Dylan realize that they were pulled from their universes just before their deaths. Strange prepares to reverse the contained spell and send the villains back to their respective universes, but Peter argues that they should first cure the villains' powers and insanity to prevent their deaths upon their return. Parker steals the spell, traps Strange in the mirror dimension, and with May, takes the villains to Happy Hogan's apartment. I'm going to stop at this point in the paragraph because there's a lot of stuff to talk about even there. 
uh, which is which is it's not just about taking these people back. It's also about the canon of these movies. Like in in these movies, they're warped away right before they're gonna die, which I think is a fascinating idea. So the the one of the premises of this is that uh, is that we're trying to stop the endings, the tragic endings of these previous movies from happening, which I think is nuts. Um. <laughs> Mum Jum uh, in the chat says, I've played Pokemon. Flying electric is a tough combo to beat. <laughs> yes, it is. I said, can't electro- confirm. Zapdos is a bastard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and Electro is definitely a flying electric type. Uh, they don't have a lot of weaknesses. You can't use ground because they're flying. You can't, you can't get to them. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so I thought that was a really interesting wrinkle. I thought um, it was an interesting wrinkle, but I... It did seem a little corny to me. Like, they're like, like we have to heal them. We have to fix them. And, and like, because I'm, I'm of the, the mind of, like, at this point, like, there's nothing we can do to fix the MCU. Like, the timelines have split. Everything's, like, completely destroyed. All that. Um, and Doctor Strange is out here, like, we don't know what's going to happen if you do this. Like, you're really going to mess up, like, you know, the... This is their destiny. This is what's supposed to happen. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that. And then here comes Peter Parker. Like, no, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna really mess this stuff up, and uh, do whatever we want. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What would the, what would the, what is it, the, the, the TVU or whatever? Yeah. What's the TVU have to say about the, about, about about this? <laughs> the TVA. The TVA. Yeah. Yeah. TVA. The, yeah really. What is it? The Time Variance. Time Variance Authority. Yeah. Authority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's also messed up too. So, who knows what's going on with the TV? Exactly. Yeah, yeah at this point. <laughs> that's what I mean. Now it doesn't matter, but like because they're not stopping shit. <laughs> right. But like they don't know that. It was just yeah, it was yeah. it was also, you know, like speaking of the corny thing. Like, you know, I get it and it's, you know, it was a good way to get everything together, but it was funny that it all came down to like all you had to do was press a button and then everything was fixed. Right. <laughs> it was just like it was pretty silly. <laughs> but hey. Well, it's, I mean, it's fun. I mean, there there is there is I think for some of them it's it's interesting and like definitely more complicated than others but like I think for Doc Ock it literally was that easy like cuz there was only one thing that went wrong with this experiment and that's that the chip got overloaded yeah, right. and then nobody ever fixed it yeah. it's like so the interesting thing is it's kind of like going back and addressing plot holes in the previous yeah. movies where it's just like wait a second couldn't you have just fixed the chip and then not had to kill this man <laughs> like and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but he wouldn't but stand yeah. still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got four arms. His metal, he's got four metal arms and then two more arms. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know? But yeah, uh, I, I do think that's really, that's really interesting. And the same thing for Green Goblin is like, you could have listened to your, to your second in command and gone back to formula, but you didn't. You know what I mean? Like, back to back formula. To formula. <laughs> <laughs> God, Willem Dafoe is so good. Yeah, he's uh, oh wait! Can we talk about his uh, his meme moment in the movie? Of, yes, dude. It's so yes, good. I love it. Chris, take it away. They're tell, all they're all standing us. in the basement, and he's like, "Oh man, like we need some kind of scientist or whatever." And he goes, "You know, I'm something <laughs> of a scientist myself." <laughs> so I love it. I love it. The funny thing about that is him saying that in this movie makes me leads me to believe. That that's just something he like. He's he's the guy that stands in the corner at parties and waits for somebody to talk about some popular mechanics. Yep. Like uh, <laughs> like uh, 
you know, piece that they read. And then he's like, you know, <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself. And then go, just talks about whatever he wants to talk about. <laughs> he's just that guy. Yeah. Which I get. Like, I, I totally imagine that from, from Norman. Uh, but yeah, so this, this was a cool, this, this leads to a really cool moment. There's the, the, the Spider-Man versus uh, Dr. Strange fight in the mirror dimension, which as Chris said, I could watch all day. Uh, I just, I love it. It's so cool. Uh, and I do love, uh, the, the, the way that he beats, uh, Dr. Strange is by looking at the mirror dimension, like a math equation, which is awesome because it incorporates one of the things that like, I don't really see. Like, this is another way where I think Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man, like, kind of embraced more of what it was like to be Peter Parker than Tom Holland's. I don't really get that Tom Holland is brilliant because a lot of the stuff that he's had has been kind of handed to him by Tony. Like, granted, he made his web formula. But yeah, I think a lot of that was kind of him. off screen, which is interesting. Like, I feel like yeah, Because, yeah. yeah, we've only seen him since he's been in the MCU. But, yeah, I mean, I get to what you're saying, but that's kind of the interesting part of Tom Holland is we don't see his beginnings and stuff I guess. but even if we but, did yeah. we'd be like oh my god there's another spider-man movie. yeah right Uncle Ben die like you know <laughs> yeah. we see that whole origin yeah for sure yeah. but I, I did think that that was interesting because that I think that a, a lot of and we mentioned I mentioned this earlier a lot of what this movie does is a make good and trying to bridge the gap between where Tom Holland is as Peter Parker in these movies and where classical Peter Parker is uh, and I think by the end of the movie, when all of this is said and done, he's almost exactly where I want Spider-Man to be, uh, which is broke, unknown, and like, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff has gone down. Jaded has a lot of has baggage that he's got to deal with, uh, which like I think is part of the like everyman struggle of of uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker that we haven't really had because he's been best friends with a billionaire that just gives him whatever. Um, which is, is an interesting new wrinkle on the character, but I think steps a bit away from what most people, just speaking generally, making gross generalizations, what, what I feel like most people love about Peter Parker, which is that he's relatable. And it's not really relatable to be best friends with like an Elon Musk figure. True. Just saying. You guys still know uh, Elon Musk? <laughs> I don't. If you do, <laughs> if you do, you'll have to introduce. He us. told me to buy all the Shiba Inu, and now I'm just poor. I don't know what. <laughs> Damn happened. it! <laughs> That's true friendship. Uh, I want to introduce him to the idea of a train, so yeah. that he can stop building these dumb tunnels <laughs> for single cars. <laughs> Shit is so fucking stupid. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Parker steals the spell traps. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they go to Happy's apartment, um, and by he traps Strange in the mirror dimension by stealing his sling ring, which I thought was weird because in the Doctor Strange movie, they take his sling ring and make him like he at one point he doesn't have it and he's still able to do it. So I don't understand why he isn't able to just get out. But anyway, yeah. I know that that's how he's trapped other people, but didn't he make one specifically without a sling ring before? In the movie? Isn't that remember. like a plot point? I know anyway, she puts that, him... No, no, no. No, I know what you're thinking of. Uh, the ancient she one... She puts him on the mountain. Puts him on the mountain. He has a ring vent. Right. He's learning to use it. But I think at one point, 
they trap people elsewhere by taking their sling rings, but I think he also doesn't he also get trapped somewhere without know. one, and he and he like is able to get back, like he's able to actually do it without one. Please pause to. while we watch Doctor Strange. We'll be back in a few. Yeah, minutes. we'll be yeah, right we'll back. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in an hour and a half. It's been a long time but since I've like, seen that. Yes, but yeah. legit, like I, I'm just gonna put this out there because when that happened, I was like, wait a second, he should be able to like he's can still do this. Yeah, but anyway, may, maybe not. Um, but that that was definitely something that like was like a splinter in my mind. Um, so they cure Octavius, uh, but go- uh, Osborne's goblin persona takes control and convinces the uncured villains to betray Parker as Dylan, Marco, and Connors escape. Goblin fatally injures May. Before she dies, May tells Parker that with great power, there must also come great responsibility, which is the actual quote from the comics that a lot of people don't get right. Uh, You know, like the Star Wars quote, incredibly often misquoted. Uh, It's not Luke, I'm your father. It's no, I am your father. You have no proof. Nerd, nerd bomb. I don't believe you. Uh, but yeah, so so this powerful moment, powerful moment in the movie. This is this is the the corner uh, that the movie turns uh, that leads to the ending. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really really great. Um, I would say Willem Dafoe's Willem Dafoe's Goblin in this whole sequence is. Probably one of the most violent things that we've ever seen in the MCU next to, like, Loki getting choked out by Thanos. Like, it's, like, of yeah. that caliber when, sure. when he's getting the crap kicked out. Brutal. Yeah. and then oh, at it, the very end? Well, no. I mean, here and then again at the end when Peter is, you know, really yeah. going to town on him, just beating the crap out of him. When he goes dark, which yeah. is another moment that I absolutely love. Yeah. There's a uh, lot of and, that in this movie. Yeah, yeah and what sure. and what comes of it. This, yeah, this is a lot of people said, "Oh man, this is the darkest Spider-Man movie easily." It is. It is. Yeah, by I mean, far the spark, the darkest, uh, at least of the Tom Holland movies. The way that I described it was like it was like being on the most horrifying, like horrifying but fun roller coaster of your life, where like the high, the highs were like, yeah, and then you'd like <laughs> come crashing down and like, like be oh, sobbing no. and. And your lows were like, I'm going to die. Yeah, like, <laughs> get me off of it. You know. It's like riding a wooden roller coaster. That's yeah. 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it might be great, but you also might be killed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, this was this was awesome. And of course, this gives, uh, this gives Peter this huge loss that he's been trying to avoid. And, uh, and this was also, I think... I think this was also what, something that happened in the comics uh, during the Civil War event. Uh, after he revealed his uh, identity, uh, I think somebody came and like tried to kill Aunt May and MJ. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Um, it was hard to watch. Um, not because... I don't, I don't know. I thought I thought it was it was uh, it was hard but good to watch, uh, which I thought was was nice uh, because like there's not there's a lot of tension in the first movie like in the uh, in the scene in the car when he's talking to Vulture, right? Oh, so there's good. like there's there's a lot of tension in that one, and in the second one there are like these moments of like 
you know, your blood runs cold when, like, Peter leaves uh, the glasses with... Um, uh, Mysterio. Uh, with Mysterio and then leaves and then, like, that whole scene when everybody... When you realize what's been happening. Like, but there hasn't been anything like this. Uh, which is, like, which is really, really great. Uh, and I thought it, I thought it was done pretty well. Um, what, what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows... Yeah, like, you know, how far they were willing to go in this movie and that they're not afraid to pull some punches because I think that's what makes that's what makes characters who they are is when they're these big transformative moments, either good or bad. So I think that's why, you know, some of these movies that are just pure action and the heroes save the day at the end and nobody dies, that's why they don't really, like, stick with you as much because it's like, okay, yeah. I'm just watching literally nothing. But this, you know, everyone, you know, can relate with loss and can relate with things. And, you know, I, I felt like they did a good job by, you know, Oh, is she alive? Is she gonna make it? Oh, okay, wait. Nope, no, 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 she's not. And I think it's yeah. It really makes you feel for Peter and say, oh, now he's got to deal with this on top of everything else. So it, I yeah. think they did. They did a good job, and I think it's, yeah, very important for his character. That yeah, like I said, I mean, he's he's so much of a joyous character and loves you know joking around and can't believe he's in with all the Avengers and doing stuff. But now he's you know more of a rounded character because he's got the yeah. highs and the lows and stuff. Yeah. And I think that that this is you made a, a good point about like this is what makes for well-rounded characters and for more interesting characters and movies. Uh, and I definitely agree with that. Like, I think this is one of the we've talked a lot of times when we talk about MCU, how like I just forget that Ant Man exists <laughs> because like there's no stakes. He's small. You know, yeah, he's he's incredibly small. And it's, There's it's no such thing as small heroes. Just oh, yeah. wait, <laughs> just small problems. What? Yeah. What? Uh, but yeah, one of the things about about Ant Man is it's like there are so many things in those movies that I should love, like Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, like all of these characters, and like you know the idea of this. Oh, it's high science. They're doing all this quantum stuff. Like it should be exactly up my alley and yet it's somehow less than some of its parts and i think that this is this is marvel and sony saying we've been a little bit lighthearted with spider-man which is a thing people love about spider-man but here's the tragedy this is the other foot this is the other shoe dropping you know and i think that they did it at a great time and i think it was it was really good how they handled it in the scene because at first i did think she was gonna live and then you kind of the the scene kind of turns a corner uh, when it like when she starts talking and you're like wait why are you saying this and then it's like oh. becomes increasingly obvious that she, dude that she is she not, is walking not out okay of here. yeah yeah and I also no, think it's, I also think it's fascinating too how you know we've seen Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker lose Uncle Ben but we didn't see them lose or uh, Tom we didn't see Tom Holland lose Uncle Ben or vice versa we don't see the other ones lose Aunt May. But now we do see this. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the reverse of the mirror of what we've seen before. But it's very different because it's a different character in a different situation. And now, you know, he's like, which really they actually alone. go into later. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Definitely. Uh, in the, the scene on the rooftop, which oh, we'll definitely so get into. Good. Man, that was that was like that. And then another scene uh, during the final fight were like my favorite moments in this whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, Ned discovers he can create portals using Strange's sling ring. This was awesome. Not only is it awesome because they seed it, they foreshadow it earlier in the movie where he's where when they meet Doctor Strange and he's like, I think I might be magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like sometimes I get a tingling in my fingers, in my fingers, and he's like, "No, you need to, you need to like see a doctor for that. <laughs> like that's that's you got like some sort of a nerve, it's uh, like arthritis you know. or something. Yeah, something like that, which I thought was amazing because he's a doctor too. Like he's a surgeon. Like I think that was great. Um, but then, yeah, Ned is magic, which is great. Here's the thing, though. Like now, what? Like he, sure, he does all like he does all the sling ring stuff, and then he forgets everything. Or I guess like does he does he does he forget Spider Man? But he does he not forget that he opened a portal with a sling ring from Doctor Strange? I know, yeah, that was. I, I wish not they wonder, wanted, yeah, yeah, like and not wonder why find, did I? We're do gonna that. find out during the next movie. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it'll just seem like one of those. Maybe it'll be like, yeah, this is something that happened to me in a dream once. Like I opened this portal or something. You know, yeah, maybe, it'll maybe. Be like one of those things. Uh, but yeah, man, you you gotta, you have to assume, even with how this movie ends, that they're gonna loop them back in somehow, right? I feel like if they do, it'll be like a Shang-Chi, uh, Wong deal. Like, they'll bring him into, like, somehow he'll end up with those two and, like, you know, and, and he'll end up in the, the Sanctum Santorium or whatever it is, um. Who, Ned? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I love, I, I love Ned's actor. Like, I think he's awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, he, he really does a great job. And I really, really do like Zendaya as MJ. Like, yeah. I, I like, I like their, their chemistry, which, of course, is real-world chemistry. Uh, you know, but, you know, that's awesome. But, yeah, we, we love Ned in this house. Uh, yeah, so, but because... Because Ned learns how to use the sling ring, uh, and he says, I think he says something like, show me Peter, or show me <laughs> Peter Parker, or whatever, it opens uh, a portal into a dark alley. Oh, so and then good. somebody runs down the dark alley and hops through the portal, and it's Spider-Man. But it's not that Spider-Man. And then he takes off his mask, and it's fucking Andrew Garfield, <laughs> motherfuckers! Oh yes, God. let me. Let, this. Oh yes. This was my hell yeah moment from this movie. Adam, go go on. Oh yeah, sorry. No, so you know, going in, I'm like they're they're coming back. Like I I never really was like you know they're yeah. they're not going to come back. Like I I knew I'm like there's no way that they're going to drop the ball here and make this <laughs> make them not come back in a movie like this. And you know it was funny because I, I mentioned this before, but I I recently watched the old movies. And, you know, when, when Amazing Spider-Man came out, I was kind of like everybody else. I'm like, do we need another Spider-Man? I feel like we just did this. And, like, I, I didn't really, you know, enjoy him. But re-watching Amazing Spider-Man, I was like, God, Andrew Garfield was really freaking good as Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I really yeah. enjoyed him. And, like, you know, the second one has its issues, obviously, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I, I kind of had this newfound, you know, appreciation for him. <clears throat> and just seeing that come back in the reveal, it was just like... Oh man, it felt so good in my heart. I was like, yes! It was literally like one of the coolest moments in probably movie history for me because everyone kind of yeah. shared that, that moment. And even though we knew it was coming, they somehow still made it special because, you know, just the circumstances. It was just, oh, chef's kiss. So I, because he was so adamant about like, man, I would have loved, it, it was the specific wording that he used that I was like, damn, like they didn't get him. Yeah. When he was like, when he was like, I uh, I don't I know as much as you guys, but like I I would have loved to have gotten a call. I was like, fuck, like come on, like <laughs> they didn't bring back my fa- literally my favorite Spider Man, like and like and like, I love the the I think the Toby movies are like easily particularly one and two I think are easily like 
some of the best. Yeah. Like, I think those are better than those movies. But we, and we've talked about this previously on the show, but like, I feel like Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, like in the suit, he got the quips. He got like he got the action. He got like the the beat when he when he was trying to stop that person from from uh, carjacking that car, and he was like in the back seat, and he's just like, oh, a knife, like you know, <laughs> oh no, tiny like, knives, my only oh, no. oh no, hey, you know that like stealing cars is a crime, right? Like he's like, <laughs> like the guy, and he like does a backflip and like like he's just so he just was perfection in the suit. Oh, so good. Like he's so good. And so being able to see that, to see him bring that back and bring that energy back when, when, you know, like Ned's Nana was like, can you clear the cobwebs out of the corner? And he's like, <laughs> so funny. okay. Like, and he did it. You know, I, I love that they were like interrogating him and like, you're not Peter Parker. And he's like, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> well, you're not Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah, I am. Like, and going through that whole thing and then and then realizing that like something's going wrong uh, and then what happens with him later man so poignant you know when he when they have this conversation about like what happened with him oh yeah um were either yeah, so, of you real quick were either of you surprised <clears throat> that there wasn't a Miles Morales appearance in this movie of some kind a little I, yeah it wasn't I, you know I, no. I, I wasn't like the biggest thing but I was like I could see them kind of seating something especially since you know donald he glover was in know. you know donald glover was uh aaron what's his name aaron uh i forget oh he's uh, his uncle yeah he's his uncle he's, yeah it was, yeah. was kind of yeah he's before. black panther yeah yeah so th- that was like or was not like, black panther um yeah oh, blank oh my god uh the purple guy oh my god what's his name we can do this guys we can do this aaron davis yeah. The Prowler, the Prowler, that's it. The Prowler. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, man, yeah, I, I could definitely see it, but yeah. The, but then, you know, I also understand, I feel like they want to give Miles his moment, and this would have been just another moment in a movie filled with moments. So I agree. Yeah, I could no, see, I yeah. agree. But like, yeah. Especially I, I thinking, already too much. Yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those things, it was definitely a conversation that was had, but at oh, the end yeah, of the day, sure. like, you know, like you said, they if they're going to do something like that, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, into the Spider-Verse, you know, there's a moment where all of a sudden he ends up in a live action. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> like, you know, sequence and then pops back into... Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. There, I, I think there was even a yeah. quote, like, Tom Holland was like, put me in Into the Spider-Verse. I want to be in the movie. Let's do it. <laughs> so you could definitely see something like that. That would be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that he also... Didn't Tom also say something about, like, I, you know, I think I might be done with Spider-Man and with movies for a while, but, like, I think it'd be great to see Miles or something. Like, I think he even said, like, I think it's yeah, a think, good yeah, time for yeah, Miles to take over or something. He said like that, that, and then he said, um, didn't he say the thing about a female Spider-Man or something? Yeah, yeah, something about that, yeah, too. Yeah. That was, that Dude, was also... Spider-Gwen, hell yeah. 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 And they could do it in this universe, too. Yeah. Um, which, like, that is, like, Sp- Gwen is an incredible Spider-Man. Uh, or... Spider, spider person. person. I, think she, I think they call her. I think they call her like Ghost Spider is like her name, in the in the comics. Yeah, something like it's, that. It's she's she's very good. Yeah, she's very good. She's also in a rock band. She's a drummer in a rock band. Come on, <laughs> Can't come beat on. That. Can't beat that. You could get a a, a whole um, uh, like Josie and the Pussycats thing going on. I knew you were going <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, I would. Come on. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, instead of finding Parker, they find alternate versions of P- 
Peter from the villains' universes who are also summoned by Strange Spell and who are nicknamed Peter 2 and Peter 3. Can we just stop for a second and just say that is like such a unimportant sentence for how big of a moment that was. It's just yes. like, oh yeah, they found some more Spider-Man. It's like, oh, okay. You're reading through the credits. All right, yeah. that's Peter 1. <laughs> yeah. There should be like a mic drop. Boom. Come yeah. On. Yeah, this is... This one... Uh, this one paragraph in this description. It's so funny. There's, by the way, we this is the second to the last paragraph yeah. of the plot summary, and it's not even going to come cover like the the enormity of all the stuff that's happening. So funny. But uh, but yeah, like finding him, and then I forget. I I vividly remember how they brought in Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I don't really remember how they brought in uh, Toby's Spider-Man. Yeah, well, they like kind of do it again, and then he just kind of walks through. And I thought, yeah. I thought that was like, and fantastic he's wearing, he's, because, yeah, he's wearing like plain clothes. Yeah, which is yeah. great because then you know that you're going to get another moment of him bringing the suit out, which was another brilliant move by the by the team behind the film. Yeah, it's it's great. Everything is handled so well. Um, yeah, the group finds this universe's Parker, na- nicknamed Peter One, who is ready to give up and send the villains home. The alternate, oh Jesus Christ! This sentence is this <laughs> sentence right here. <laughs> is the biggest mismanagement of like the emotional weight of this story beat. The alternate Parkers share stories of losing loved ones and encourage Peter one to fight in May's <laughs> honor. And the three Parkers develop cures for the villains. Oh Holy God. shit. Wow. So, I want to go in there and edit this right now. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. But so, so what, what happens is, is that um, Tom Holland's Peter Parker has basically given up after May's death. Um, but, uh, MJ and Ned explain to uh, Toby and uh, Andrew's um, Spider-Man what they have to do. And they just explain what happened. Which I, I don't remember how they find out. How they find out that May died. Does he call them or something? I think it's on the news, isn't it? Yeah, I think oh, like, yeah, they mentioned the news like, like four times. In, like, yeah, that, like, you know, that amazing shot of Holland standing on top of the building in the rain with like J. Jonah Jameson, like, you know, spouting oh all my his God, nonsense yeah. and stuff. There's like a Russian poster of that. Yeah. Oh, so oh man. It's so cool. Yeah. It's really, really good. And so then, um, basically, the two alternate universe Spider Men go and find Tom on the roof and uh, they basically introduce themselves. And it's this is the best scene in the entire movie, um, I think. Uh, because they basically commiserate, and you can see, particularly in uh, in Andrew Garfield's eyes, you can see the pain. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like I feel like you see it in Toby, but in Toby, it translates to more of like just a weariness. Yeah, yeah. For exactly. me, that's exactly. He's what I would just figure. he's he's just so tired from all the tragedy that that has happened. His life is good. He he talks about it like. He's still with MJ and all of that sort of stuff. I, I feel like him hesitating to describe what happens, uh, what has happened with them leads me to believe that maybe they've had their daughter who becomes Spinneret and becomes her own superhero uh, in her own right, mm. uh, which is a cool bit in the comics. Um, which could also mean that Toby founded his own like Stark Industries style Parker Industries, yeah. which would be a really cool wrinkle. Uh, and then you see just the absolute anguish in uh, Andrew Garfield because at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, Gwen died and he wasn't able to save her. 
even though he desperately tried. That like that that moment in that movie broke me. That's uh, so brutal. I was like, my God. That's yeah, like for the... like Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I like you know, I actually never saw Amazing Spider Man two, which was like I, I, I kept meaning to watch it and like I said I watched it right before. And I was like, Oh, he, she's gonna be fine and I was like, Holy She's not fine. Yeah, she yeah. is super, super not fine. And that scene goes way harder than it had. I thought the web kind of right reaching there. out as a hand was a little much, but besides that, that was like, yeah, that was that was that was very cheesy. But other than that, I think that's a pretty much oh, perfect yeah. scene. Like yeah, as someone, I don't think I've seen that movie since it came oh, out. Like I think brutal, we saw it opening man. weekend. That's the only thing that I remember. Yeah, it's like that, like thirty that seconds sound sequence. and the snap and the and snap. Like, oh yes. my god, the crack. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Um, yeah, it is absolutely brutal. And 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 here's the thing. A lot of people say Amazing Spider-Man 2 is terrible. You can't say it's terrible because it has that scene in it and that elevates it from <laughs> it's terrible no to at least. Spider-Man 3. I will I will give it that. It is no Spider-Man yeah. 3. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it, it's that's it's wild. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. And then they actually capitalize on it later, which is just another <laughs> chef's kiss moment. <laughs> So good. Um, so here we're gonna we're gonna see how the last paragraph of this Wikipedia um, <laughs> thing goes. Uh, the group lures Dylan. Uh, that's sick. Uh, the group lure Dylan. That's not right. No, that's it's a the big... group lures. This is a typo. Oh man, come on, uh, people. The group lure Dylan, Marco, and Connors to the Statue of Liberty. Peter one and Peter two cure Marco and Connors, while Octavius arrives to help cure Dylan and Ned frees Strange from the mirror dimension with a portal. So the cool thing about this is that they were able to help fix Otto on the scene, and then he's basically fine and is able to meet up with him. But then before they even do this, they have a cool scene where, like, basically they talk... Uh, like I, We didn't even finish talking about the rooftop scene, where uh, uh, Tom McGuire basically talks to Tom Holland and tells him about how... Ben died about how his uncle Ben died and how he shared that quote uh, with him and how that's kind of become his guiding light. And then uh, Andrew Garfield talks about that scene that we just talked about in uh, amazing Spider-Man two, when Gwen dies and how uh, in, in in a beautiful uh, expansion on his character, he says, after that, I went to a very dark place and I stopped pulling my punches when I was fighting villains, which if you know, how strong Spider-Man is, that's not good because no. Spider-Man is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, like, if, if he doesn't pull punches, he's going to be killing people. Like, easily. Like, he could... He could I'm gonna be honest. Like, a lot of people talk a lot of sugar about Iron Man. I think if Spider-Man wasn't pulling his punches, he could kill Iron Man. Pretty I mean, easily. I think you would kill pretty much anybody. Like, but this is always like, like yeah. this was the Batman Arkham City argument, or uh, Ar yeah. yeah, Arkham Knight argument, where you're driving around the Batmobile, running people over. He's oh, like, yeah. but I don't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I don't kill like, anybody. Okay. You tell yourself that, Bruce. Whatever you want. Yeah, Spider Man is legitimately one of the strongest, physically strongest characters in the in the MCU. Yeah. Like you know, so if if he's not pulling punches, he's murdering people. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, it is really, really dark choice for uh, Andrew Garfield. But one of the things that I thought was interesting, which I saw uh, in the news, is that when they were bringing them onto the project, they asked both Toby and Andrew, like when they were kind of pitching them the project and they weren't even sure that they were going to get them, they were like, if you came back, what would you want to do with the character? 
Like, is there something that you would want to say? Is there something that you would want to explore? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, and, I actually wrote about this story. So like, I'm pretty familiar with it because they, yeah, go, they go, really go for it, man. Yeah. You know, cause this, you know, this, this also came on the news with Willem Dafoe and a lot of other characters. Like they didn't want to just come back for like a, Oh, Hey, look who's back. Look who's here. Like they wanted to actually really mean something. And especially with which Toby. Great, and great. Cause yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That means they mean business, which yeah. is good. And especially with Toby and Andrew, like the writers on the film, they specifically said like this movie would not have been what it is without Garfield and McGuire's input. Like they shaped the, the trajectory of the movie, obviously the big plot points were pointed out and stuff, but you know, a lot of this, some of the conversations and talks and how they wanted things to end up, they like really brought them in and were like, let's make this the continuation of what you guys want it to be, what happened. And it, I think that's what really kind of enticed everybody and got it, got it all to work, which is, which is great. Yeah. That's awesome. They, they really are owed a huge debt because without, it would have been really easy to just pull them in for cameos. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It would have been incredibly easy, but instead they did, uh, I don't want to say they did the impossible because I don't think that it's impossible, but they did something that's really unlikely, which is to leave both of those Spider-Men in a way better position yeah. than they were even when we left them. Even if you like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, he has more depth because he's in this movie. Well, not only that, but like it, I think, at least for me, like the best part of it is it doesn't leave either of them on a sour note. Like both yeah. of those Spider-Men and their movies, it's like, oh yeah, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's great, but Spider-Man 3 is kind of a pile of garbage. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you can do the same thing with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, you know, yeah. people have, you know, what they want to say about that movie. Like this overshadows a lot of that negativity i think and i think it will yeah. moving forward for those those guys which is great because they you know they were really great as spider-man and i think they also really shaped tom holland's peter parker too yeah which i think it, like, it really helped you know give him perspective and see like oh man other people have gone through what i like what i have in a weird way alternate dimension whatever blah 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 but it's like really kind of giving him someone on his level to like because like i said it was kind of what we were talking about earlier like you can't really relate to someone who's best friends with a multi-billionaire and like, but right. Peter Parker's like, you can't really relate to anybody else. Cause who else can swing from a building and do all this stuff and has lost their family. And it's like you literally you can. So it's like, it <laughs> yeah. was really, it was really interesting. I think for him to be able to have these conversations with himself. And yeah. And like, you it's, know, the, the, one of the classic pushbacks when people experience tragedy of any kind is when people try to empathize and you can say, you don't understand what I'm going through. Yep. And this just cuts right through that. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm the only one who knows exactly <laughs> what you're going through. Well, me and him, this guy. And yeah. there's two of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which is so awesome. And like, and the, the, the way that Tom's Peter learns from, Toby's Peter and Andrew's Peter, uh, I think is a huge part of what leaves him in this spot to become the Spider-Man that we all know and love, um, which is awesome, which we're, we're going to get into in a second. Um, so uh, basically, we, what did we say? Peter 1 and Peter 2 cure Marco and Connors while Octavius arrives to help cure Dylan and Ned free Strange from the mirror dimension with a portal which is awesome. And then uh, basically one of the things we didn't mention earlier is that they actually try to convince Dr. Strange. And I think that like we kind of mentioned, uh, I think Adam alluded to like fate and destiny and these sorts of things earlier, but they actually try to bring Dr. Strange 
into their plan, uh, which kind of Peter and May came up with when they saw how kind of um, not pathetic, but like um, how broken, uh, how busted yeah, Norman, Norman is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like really broken up, and he does he hates what has happened. Yeah, and he hates what he has done. Uh, and I I think that that is a legitimate like a lot of the time we I think we mentioned earlier Chris might have mentioned like oh we got to fix the bad guys and it's like you know whatever but like when you see people like Otto who's a genuinely good man who is going to die for no good reason or you see somebody like Norman who has so much potential and regrets the mistakes that he's made in the past like I mean it takes a really cold person to not want to help them make good on that sort of thing. And so I really, I appreciate that. At the same time, uh, Stephen Strange has way bigger things to worry about, like the universe and the multiverse and these <laughs> sorts of things. Uh, so when they originally try to convince him, hey, let's try to fix them and send them back, he's like, nah, like we, we just need to do this. And honestly, in the grand scheme of things, their death is like l- totally meaningless. Yeah. Uh, which is like a really cold, but like at the scope of the things he's thinking about, and he's also set a precedent for it in like Infinity War, saying like, "You guys yeah. don't matter. The mission matters." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like that's what I think was, like I said, MCU just they know what's going on. And the Hat man if, if, knows if, exactly if, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. What did he, what did he say? If it, if it comes down to sacrificing you or the kid, I won't hesitate or something. Versus <laughs> the time stone. I'm, yeah, I'm not. It's it's the time stone. I yeah. won't hesitate. Yeah. And the only reason he spares. Comfort. Yeah, the, the only reason he even spares Tony is because he realizes that Tony has to survive for them to win. Right. Um, yeah. So. Fun but yeah, I, I thought that that was really, really interesting. So they free him, and then at this point, they're like, hey, but but like, but like, look. Like, they free him from the mirror dimension, and Ned and MJ say, look, like, they've already helped fix Otto. Like, we're, we're doing it. And he's like, I guess you are doing it. That's pretty great, you know. And, but there's this scene in between these two scenes where uh, the three Peters are in the lab, which I thought was awesome. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> talking right, about where the webs of... come from and <laughs> talking about the organic webs and stuff. Oh my great. god, I hate it. Just comes out of you. Good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. does it come out of anywhere else? Yeah. Does it come out oh of your butt? <laughs> no, it just comes out of my wrists. Like I thought that was such a great moment when when Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is like, wait. What is what is that web cartridges? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I know. I know. It's just, Wait, you guys oh, can't it's just so you guys can't just do it. I also love so I also good. I also love the lines when they were like, I think Andrew Garfield or Toby and Tom Holland were talking about you know I fought an alien in space I fought I fought aliens and yes. Andrew Garfield just like I want to fight an alien. <laughs> it's just yeah. so good. <laughs> like he has no so many way. good moments where it's just like oh man Andrew you deserve so much better too with this. And this is why like one of the great things where they were they're like yeah he's the middle brother. Yeah, he, exactly. The, yep. Uh huh. He's the middle brother. Like the, yep. the the oldest brother got to do a lot of cool stuff. He's like, yeah, I fought an alien from space. Oh, and the oh my god, the Avengers line too. And Tom was like, <laughs> yeah, was I was so in good. the Avengers. Oh, that sounds amazing. What is that? <laughs> a band? <laughs> like, oh, is that a band? God, so yeah. many good lines. They're just oh yeah, like yeah the, the quipness. I mean, that's what makes it. Is like Peter Parker on his own is great, but like having that many of them, just like you know, <laughs> they did it so well. Like it could have come off as cheesier, but it just felt so real. It was so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, and speaking of, it could have been cheesy. The moment when 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 uh, when Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter Parker is like, man, like you got to fight an alien. This guy went to space. Like <laughs> so good. I suck, and he's like, no. <laughs> 
you're amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, that could have been cheesy, but like you see Toby's delivery is like, he means it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, and that's, that's the thing. And it's, yeah. Like of the, of the three of them, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man has, has gotten to, to challenge the fewest, you know, crazy threats. But like, he also only had two movies as opposed to, uh, Toby's three and like Tom's how many? 47, I think right now. (laughs) Yeah. Something like he's been in so many of these. Um, but yeah, like, wait, did I say awesome? I didn't mean to say awesome. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really, really great because like, I, I do think that, that, uh, I think that that's, that's basically the writers of the movie and also the characters in the movie saying basically what I felt, which is, yeah, Andrew Garfield, you did a great job, dude. Like, you did a great job. I, like, I was it's like, not your fault. <laughs> you are just, you are just <laughs> as worthy to, uh, to, to hold the Spider-Man mantle as, as the rest. Oh, like, for sure. you, you did a great job. You know, you, you served, you served well. And I think that this, that his appearance in this and like the depth that he added, uh, uh, to that role now, I feel like an interesting thing is like, this is kind of now like the end cap for those movies as well. Like you could watch like Toby's one, two, three, and then no way home for Andrew Garfield. You could watch amazing Spider-Man one, amazing Spider-Man two, and then no way home. And that's like a grit because that ends their stories essentially. You know, although I do know that a lot of people are asking for Andrew Garfield to come back for another yeah. Another run, which I would love. I would love oh, to get another cool. Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man movie. Have That'd they be awesome? Has I don't think any like franchise has ever done that, as far as like a Marvel superhero is concerned, right? Like gone this long and then yeah, and then just one? been like yeah, you know what? Just give him a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, and it's so interesting because you know, obviously, we'll talk about the whole you know Venom thing at the end and all this stuff, but like oh it's interesting God. because like Venom was the, in the MCU, but then. Eddie Brock, you know, Tom Hardy's character went back, but there's like a little bit of Venom left. So maybe, you know, Andrew Garfield will fight in another universe and Tom Holland will be over here. So it's like they kind of set that up where there could be a different Venom in the MCU. And then over yeah. at Sony, bring Andrew Garfield back. It's like it's kind of interesting what they're what they're kind of building here. Well, like, do you like would you want a Andrew Garfield versus Venom movie or would you want like Andrew Garfield to do his own thing and then Venom to keep doing whatever Venom's doing? I mean, I love when everybody comes together, but yeah. <laughs> that's like my my thing. But like, I'm, I I'm a big seen, fan of that. But it's it's interesting. I haven't seen Venom two. So I, mean, yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. I just uh, saw the, the end credits thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, but like, I don't really like the way that Venom looks in that movie. So I hope that them leaving that little part of the symbiote doesn't mean that it's going to look the same. It won't because like now I think it looks like. Also, why so. didn't that little piece of symbiote go back? Like, why is that immune to everything? I think I just like to think it just like hopped off. Yeah, he was just like, oh no! It's like the train was going and it just left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how Carnage was made. Yeah, like like that's that. It's just like a little a little red splooch came out and then it ended up bonding with Cletus Cassidy. Splooch. But like that, I think it happens differently in the uh, in the movie. But I haven't seen that yet. Um, I do I do want to see it. I need to remember that and like actually go watch it. I think I need to watch that and the Eternals. Eternals is good. Wednesday on uh, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, Eternal, Eternals I, is coming on like the honestly. I'm, I'm honestly, you know, it. we don't have to spend too much time, but I actually liked Eternals a lot more than everybody else. I thought it kind of got a bad rap. I, I really enjoyed kind of what it was. 
I was a fan of it's it. It's got a lot of people I like in it. I'm definitely going to watch it with an open mind. Yeah. But, uh, I'm excited but, for yeah, it. Yeah, so, so here we go. Um, okay, so this... this uh, let's see. Goblin appears and unleashes the contained spell, which begins pulling more people in from other universes. Strange attends to hold them off while an enraged Peter One tries to kill Goblin. This was a great scene. A great scene because Goblin is like going ham. Willem Dafoe completely unhinged in the oh best way. <laughs> um, I love it. I absolutely adore it. And then you see P- uh, Tom Holland's Peter go to that dark place uh, that, uh, that Andrew Garfield's Peter went. Uh, and he just starts beating the ever-loving shit out of Willem Dafoe's Goblin. And you you like you you watch it and you see both the Spider-Man kind of like land nearby and they're watching because he's like he's handling his business and then it's like okay this is going on a little bit too long okay this is going this is going on too long right like we gotta do something about this like it's 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 one it's it's the angel face scene from Fight Club yeah it like it's it's almost it's not obviously nothing in in a Marvel movie is ever gonna be like that but it's like. It's, it's that, that feeling of like, uh... it's that feeling of like, <laughs> you went over this the is edge. not, yeah. this is not, this is not a good guy fighting a bad guy. This is somebody letting their demons out on someone else's at, at some, at the cost of someone else's body. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, it's, it gets brutal. And like, I, do they, maybe it was just me imagining it, but did they like, kind of like bring the music down a little bit so you could hear the hits? Oh yeah. They definitely did that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. So yeah. good. Like, so good. Because that's that's what happens in Fight Club. Like, they just, they bring it down and all you hear are the, the fist falls. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, really sells the, the weight um, of it. And then in a great moment, like, uh, Tom Holland picks up the the uh, the glider and is oh, yeah. gonna, like, stab, uh, is, is gonna, like, just summarily execute Goblin. And in a beautiful symmetry... Uh, what is it George Lucas says it's like uh, it's like poetry it rhymes uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker jumps in and grabs the glider uh, before uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker can can kill Goblin which is the way that he died except it wasn't Spider-Man doing it it was uh, Goblin killing himself yep. uh, and he just meets him face to face and just looks into into his eyes and I don't remember if there are words exchanged but like it's very clear that like this is this is the point of no return. Yeah. And if you do this, you are not the same as you were before. Yeah. Uh, and I think that both of these Spider-Men who have seen so much darkness and who have experienced so much pain and loss, who understand what this feels like, uh, and yet they are there to pull him back from the brink. This is this is the most beautiful moment in the whole movie for me. And, and then Homeboy like, gets stabbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was like, I've been stabbed before. It's fine. Yeah. Which, is, which is great. I thought they were going to kill him. That would have been uh, wild if they did that. Yeah. Um, I, thought th- I definitely thought they were going to kill uh, Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. That but yeah. Uh, uh, it would be painful to be stabbed to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Willem Dafoe pulls out like some other like daggers that he's got and stabs... Uh, 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 some Maguire Spider-Man in the back. Um, and then I think they're able to like inject him with something. I think Andrew Garfield's able to inject him with something or whatever. 
Uh, yes, uh, and Mumjum is pointing Oh, out, yes, we did. Yeah, we skipped yes. over a very important... This Yes, an incredibly important moment. But just before this, uh, I forget who does it. Was it just like the Electro explosion? Electro is flying it's, around it's all while over they're the doing, place. They're doing that whole coordinated uh, like move. Yeah, where, we didn't even talk about that where they were kind of like... You know, not working together so great, and then they had like a little huddle, and then yeah. they then they jumped up. When that moment when they all jumped off together and were like swinging off each other and doing stuff, I was like, "Oh my god, this is just so good." <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. You know, and a lot of this like this happened during uh, Into the Spider Verse, like when uh, when you know Gwen and uh, Miles and Peter like started working together when they were trying to fight Kingpin and all that sort of stuff. Like it didn't quite get to this point because they didn't really have that same level of action when they were fighting. But like, this is like, this is the culmination of everything that's been happening so far. And when they finally act in tandem, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They're like throwing stuff to each other. It's yeah. like, the, it's like that scene in, uh, in infinity war or Endgame where they're trying to get the infinity gauntlet and Spider-Man's like throwing it around to different people, oh, yeah. Black Panther and you know, all that, all that sort of stuff. It's great. It's great. They're throwing around cures and like different uh, Spider-Man are holding off different villains and stuff. I forget who it is, but somebody knocks MJ off the tower, and it's a it's a mirror of what happens to Gwen at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and uh, you see the absolute abject panic on Andrew Garfield's face, whether he's like in the mask or not. I don't I don't remember. I don't actually. think he is. I don't think he is either. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing that look, and he's just he is terrified. And he like jumps off uh, of the thing and is actually able to save MJ. And then you can see the look on his face. Like there's this, Andrew Garfield is an incredible actor (laughs) because the look on his face when he catches MJ successfully and lands on the ground, that is, and I might well up talking about it right now, but there is this moment of, I did it. Yeah. I, I was able to do it. I'm better now than I was then. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, and I think one of the best parts too is like, you know, when it falls down and Andrew Garfield, like with tears in his eyes, like asks, are you okay? And then MJ just asks it right back. And like, you feel yeah. that. Are, are like, you okay? Are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like you just feel so much of what he's gone through and what he's been through and being able to do that. And it's just, yeah, those like that, that line just really stuck with me. Cause I was like, man, it's just like, cuts right to it and you see so much without saying it so, you know you always hear show don't tell and that's like what it was like you know yeah yeah they kind of like showed the scene or he could have talked about it like oh i saved you this time woohoo but they didn't have to say anything they just garfield sold it with his look and yeah yeah right great 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 and that's not going to carry the same weight if you haven't seen the amazing spider-man too. Oh, but yeah, he does sure. talk about he talks about the fact that like instead of uh instead of you know, his uncle Ben or aunt may dying. Like he's when they're on the roof, he's like, I lost Gwen. Yeah. Like, you know, and you see it. And I think that, that Andrew Garfield is definitely, uh, definitely shines when he's, uh, depicting loss and oh, yeah. sadness. Like he's just amazing. Go see tick, tick, uh, boom. I know I need to. I know I haven't watched yeah. it yet. <laughs> Didn't he get nominated for like some award for that? I think he got uh, best actor is what he's nominated for. Um, yeah, I gotta go see that. I, I love Andrew Garfield, yeah. but um, but th- there's this moment, and and it's exactly what Adam was saying. Like when when it's show don't tell, and I think that when he says, "Are you okay?" and then MJ says, "Are you okay?" When he looks back, 
and he smiles and his eyes are filled with tears. Like the understanding that I got from that is I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was able to do this. Not only have I grown since then, I, I've just proved something to myself and also prevented this universe as Peter from experiencing what I did. It's also another like, you know, ballsy move by the producers to show that in the trailer and it still hit and still do well. Like we saw that she was falling and doing stuff and like they telegraphed it, but still, it still was like, oh man. Yeah. Like a lot of times you like, that's what I think is so impressive about this movie is there's like so many things that you could kind of, you could have kind of predicted pretty easily. Like, you know, they're going to dress this, they're going to do this, but when it happens, it still is just, oh, so good. You know what? They tweaked it enough where yeah, like, right. you went into it with certain expectations because of those yeah. trailers. And exactly. then when yeah. it actually plays out, it's like, oh, he's the one doing it or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You assume yeah. it's like, oh, they're going to recreate that with these people. And it's like, nah, <laughs> this is a redemption no, for better. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're which is such, which is such a better choice. Yeah. Like that is, that is the perfect choice. Uh, and I think that th- th- this movie, like of all the st- of all the sugar that we're talking about, I think it, it is a lot of those little things that add up to something great. Oh yeah, it's just sure. making a lot of these little, just beautiful, perfect choices, um, and they ju- they do just a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. So we talk about uh, Tom Holland's Peter trying to kill Green Goblin. Peter two stops him, and Peter three helps uh tom holland's peter inject goblin with the cure restoring restoring osborne's sanity tom holland's peter parker realizes the only way to protect the multiverse is to erase himself from everybody's memory and requests that strange do so while promising mj and ned that he will find them again the spell is cast and everyone returns to their respective universes including eddie brock (laughs) who's at a bar in a scene that is very funny that Adam uh, referred to earlier, uh, but before he gets pulled through um, the portal, a piece of the Venom symbiote uh, is left on the bar, which of course opens up the possibility of having uh, Venom in the MCU, uh, which is awesome. Which we also know we'll be getting it in the Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. So oh yes. there's a lot of Venom in the future. Which I'm extremely, extremely excited about. I I know that a lot of people don't really like Venom. Or at least, like, I have heard a lot of people be like, oh, Venom's such a boring idea. It's just evil Spider-Man. It's like, well, (laughs) not really. Like, not, he's not really evil Spider-Man. Spider-Man, other than, evil Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like, I think that that's like a very surface level reading of it. But if you go deep down, it's like, well, this is like a different approach to that sort of a thing. It's not just evil Spider-Man, but he becomes his own thing and has like his own issues. Uh, he becomes more of a cosmic hero. He's eventually part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like uh, when uh, when Flash Thompson becomes uh, Venom, oh. which could be interesting. Because Flash is I in wouldn't, movie. I would not hate that if they did that. I think that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. And Flash, Flash Thompson Venom... Uh, is like a pretty good Venom. Like he's one of the best ones hmm. uh, as far as like his morality. Yeah. He's like one of the better. And, and later he actually becomes uh, a symbiote called anti-venom, which is actually able to kill other symbiotes, uh, which is pretty cool. But anyway, 
two weeks later, Parker visits MJ and Ned to reintroduce himself, but decides against it. <sighs> In a very sad scene. Uh, because he goes to the coffee shop and he's going to order a coffee. And uh, it looks like she's going to recognize him and then doesn't. And there's uh, Ned behind him like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're clearly friends. Uh, and then he just decides, you know what? I'm going to let them um, be them. <laughs> yeah. They both, they both got an MIT and their lives can be better without me and them. Which, which is the first, the first real sacrifice I think we've seen Peter make. Like, knowingly, I think... I, well, I mean, the first one is, like, being like, hey... Uh, well, the first is saying... Go, go through with the spell. Yeah, go through with the spell, and then... Yeah. yeah. No, even knowing that, that MJ and Ned will will uh, forget me and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then, but then a second one uh, is, like, being in this moment and being like, I can tell them I can introduce myself, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's and then there's this this final one, which is I guess part of that. He said while mourning at May's grave, uh, he had a conversation with Happy Hogan, uh, and inspired to carry on making a new suit and resuming his vigilantism. Such a little home crafted suit. It was like <laughs> such a fun callback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No more tech. Yeah. Just back to basics. Back to basics, which which brings it full circle and turns him into like the crazy thing is after three movies, he's ending this film at the place where the rest of the uh, Peter Parkers end their first film, which is so interesting. Like it's, he's yeah. gone through this whole thing, helped save the universe and all this sort of stuff. And now he is just a broke dude in a bad apartment in a, you know, well, and it, and it begs the question, what now? Right? Like, yeah, does he become, cause like there's a lot of speculation of him becoming like the leader of the young Avengers. Um, and you know, with uh, like Kate Bishop and all them, um, or that'll be awesome. Or does he? I would just straight love up, to see Tom Holland and Kate Bishop in a thing. Or you know, because Tom Holland has said, you know, I'm ready to start a family, and I don't want to, you know, I want to take a break from movies for a little bit. Is it that they say, all right, this is a reboot of Spider-Man, and then Sony can basically do whatever they want, and Spider-Man's out of the MCU. There's a good chance all of this has already been decided, and I just don't know. <laughs> and Adam may know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because that was the, the interesting thing about that is like, I think it was a very interesting out where they can be like, yeah, now you know Peter Parker could be anybody, but you know, we already know Holland's coming back for a few more movies, so it's like it'll be interesting to see kind of, because because my my big question too is like, what do the Avengers and MJ and Ned like remember? Do they just remember they were like? With Spider-Man a lot, like Spider-Man was there saving the world. Yeah, like, what like, were they doing that day? Or like, did yeah, they just like, forget half their high school experience? <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's in, it's like so interesting. Like the you know the whole Infinity War thing, and like do they to the Avengers be like, man, we love this Spider-Man guy, but I wish he would just tell us who he is. Or like, <laughs> what's kind of I, I'm, I'm so Probably, curious kind of I mean, yeah. where where it happens. It's uh, it's interesting. It, the, the interesting thing is it gives it gives the producers at Marvel a lot of options. Because they could be like, okay, nobody knows who Spider-Man is. So nobody knows how to get in contact with him. So nobody can call on him and he's not going to be in any of the, the Avengers movies. They can do, take it that route, uh, you know, this other route where it's like, okay, we know him and we can kind of get in contact with him, but nobody knows who he is. 
and we've got that. So that like kind of makes it on his own terms. Or it could be just like, yo, he's just not in this universe at all. Like there's, there's a lot of places to go with this. Or it can be like, okay, just in the natural course, uh, one thing I think would be really interesting is just like in the natural course of his, uh, of his like comings and goings, he just keeps running into Ned and MJ. I think that would be kind of interesting where it's like I, the other side of fate. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it'll end up there, um, you know, where little by little he'll just kind of like intersect himself back into their lives. And yeah. then she's like, this guy's kind of cute. And then, you know, they just kind of end up together again. Um, or yeah, or that or there's, I don't know, maybe there's some backdoor of like, if you do this, then MJ will remember everything. And then, you know, that's yeah. that's a movie. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it's, it's very interesting. I think it'd be a lot more complicated if we didn't know, or it'd be a lot more up in the air if we didn't know he was coming back for more movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and um, that's the case with all these, right? Like, sure. You know, like oh, is is Robert Downey Jr. like really dead in the MCU? Yeah, at least for a little bit. I think he's. But with the dead. multiverse, you know, he's probably going to appear as a cameo sooner. Yeah, exactly. Or later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then yeah. it's like variants and all this sort of sort of stuff. Yeah. Which we, I, I honestly I love that about this phase of the MCU is because you like you could legitimately see whatever like they, they, whatever the writers can justify doing they can just do yeah and just explain it and, with and you know like Doctor Who like timey wimeyness yeah they it's also like, kind of a perfect time for it too as all the original crew starts getting older and gets out. It's like a perfect way to get these new people in and do stuff. It's yeah. It's just like, it's a, it's kind of a very nice thing for them to kind of be doing right now too, which is, which will be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, it's just, that's my whole thing is like, if Peter Parker introduces himself just to Ned and MJ in the future and he takes off his mask and be like, Oh, you've been this guy the whole time. Or like, cause they, they have to remember Spider-Man cause people remember Spider-Man. It's not Peter Parker. So that's like, I'm very well, intrigued wait, as to how they kind of message yeah. all this. But they went to school with Peter and she doesn't recognize that's him. The but thing Peter's I don't not get. there anymore. So but she I doesn't think, recognize him but I think, at all. No, I, I think Peter is out of the picture. So Peter never was at that school. He was never friends with them. He was never there. He's just, nobody, nobody remembers, remembers him Peter at all. Parker. Yeah, he's but just But they remember Spider-Man. Right. But so like, Do but they so, you remember know, Spider-Man? I think, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it sees because, you know, at the end, like, uh, J. Jonah Jameson is talking about Spider-Man, the menace, doing this, all this stuff. Like, Spider-Man is still... People know about Spider-Man. They just... Well, but he went out with his new suit, so maybe that's the Spider-Man that they remember now. I guess maybe... I guess I, I've, I haven't thought of it that way, so that could be something, possibly. So maybe, like, just the old Spider-Man... Because <laughs> Spider-Man it just, cause, doesn't exist. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of interesting, because they were saying, like, no one will remember Peter Parker, but they didn't really specifically say, like, Spider-Man, per se. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, But, yeah, but that, that's an interesting. I didn't even think of that. So that could be that just, like, yeah, this new Spider-Man was, like... <laughs> like, this is a full reset. Like, anything yeah. anybody knows about Spider-Man is only from this point forward. Right, right, which is possible. I feel Nobody like that's... remembers Iron Spider-Man with the forearms. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's kind of the, uh, the easiest way for them... To write more with this Spider-Man is to just say like just assume that nobody knows anything, <laughs> and that this is just a soft reboot. Such a big retcon. So yeah, sad. none of this, Except none of this Tom stuff Hunt. ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> but it did for Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Well, I don't really have a lot to say. <laughs> I have one more thing like, to say. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. So this movie was just about as perfect. 
for me. Like I, it was, you know, one of the best, not even just MCU movies, just has some of my favorite moments in any movie. Just feel good. They did it. And I'm so proud and so happy for what they did. But there was one thing that I was hoping for that I would, that, that didn't happen. But with this whole multiverse thing, I was hoping that King the Conqueror was going to show up for a second and like realize what was happening or see something to oh. be like, like Jonathan Majors have like just a little appearance to be like, what the hell's going on? Or like notice that this is happening when the cracks were happening and everything. I was just so, cause just I tie it, tie it into Loki. Yeah, yeah. Cause that, I mean, cause that I still, that that's that episode of Loki is one of my favorite MCU things ever. Yeah. And I can't wait to have him be in the MCU and hopefully be this big villain and, Especially with the multiverse, I was like, oh man, are we going to, like, is this going to be kind of the start? I know, we know he's coming back for Quantumania. I hope maybe he'll appear in Doctor Strange or something, but he's that was like the one thing where, I'll, where uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was like, oh I man. actually don't think he's going to. I don't think he's coming back for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think they've got, this is, this is another Spider-Man No Way Home scenario where it's like, they got, they got enough fish to fry in that movie without touching on Kang. Yeah, because I know a lot of you know a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know who that is because not everybody yeah. watched Loki and everything. But it'll be interesting because we know even, Loki's we know Loki's. They come, don't mention oh. him. Uh, they don't call him Kang in Loki, do they? Well, he says like I've been called many things over the years: a conqueror, a ruler, yeah, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. like, yeah. So he said that, and then, but you know, it's, we know that uh, Loki's coming back for season two. So it could be something where he is teased in Multiverse of Madness and then shows up in season two or. Yeah, it's it, it'll be very interesting. And like I said, I I definitely think they didn't want to put too many things because while that would hit for a lot of people, you know, it's it is kind of a we don't know him yet. Like we knew Thanos, but I was just hoping. I was like, oh man, that would just have been the per or like the the end credit scene. I thought maybe would have been a perfect place for it, but instead we got of a trailer like where, for a movie. Where he's which just was like interesting. he's just like in a boat or something like just yeah. watching the fight at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, or, or like he's like, you know he's in some the, popcorn or something. Like it would be like if he was in the new TVA or he was like doing something and then like. He like feels something. He's like something's different, or like yeah. he like just notices yeah. and then cut out of it. Like, oh my god, that would have been so good. Yeah. What did you guys so think was... of uh, the when the when the universe is splitting and then they have all like the silhouettes of like Kang and oh Scorpion yeah and all that. Um. Yeah, or Craven or Craven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Craven. Yeah. Then a Scorpion. People have seen other things. Yeah, that was interesting. That's one was another thing where I thought, oh man, here comes Kang. Here comes my boy. But he never. But yeah, yeah. It was, it was I don't know that I remember that. A lot of people yeah, didn't like, catch it. It's for like a yeah. second. It was right when, like, right before they closed it, when the multiverse was about to, like, just they're like, everybody's coming. Everybody's yeah, somebody coming says they're see, coming through, and then yeah, you see, you see, like, a the first one is a pretty clear that it's Craven the Hunter. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then there's other ones that people have kind of seen that could be Scorpion or possibly Black Cat or some other things. But it's a uh, Oh, yeah, by the way, did you see that the, they're talking about bringing, uh, what is it, Anya Taylor-Joy on as, as like a black cat? <sighs> I feel, yeah, I think that was a rumor going around. I think I remember hearing something about that. That's not something you just throw but, around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they just bring, I hope they bring Anya Taylor-Joy's Princess Peach into this universe. Yes, <laughs> that's the multiverse that I want. <laughs> bring Chris Pratt's Mario, yeah, you know, so, Jack Black's. Yeah. What is it, Luigi or Wario? Come or on, Chris, Chris Pratt's Mario versus Star Lord. Yeah, Chris let's Pratt's go. Star Lord. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> anything's possible. Mario just gets summarily executed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mamma Mia! <laughs> but wait, he's not doing an Italian Mama multiverse stereotype accent. But the the voice that he is doing is amazing, mind blowing. Oh my, blowing. God. Oh my God. So God! I'll believe that shit when I fucking see it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I think that that's, I think that's 
that's that's great. And I think this movie is great. Oh, and, uh, so I uh, I just want to watch you know. it again. Like I I hate yeah, that it's too. not uh, you know on digital or anything yet because I don't want to go. To I the hate that it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if I don't know if we get, if you guys get to this at a later point. So excuse me for jumping the gun if we do. But like, and we we don't have to hold you to it. But like, quick thoughts. Where does it place MCU wise for you guys? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me pull up a list of the MCU movies. I would say it's it's top five for me for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to hold Homecoming and and it's been a the problem. Is like as I've gotten older, I've stopped rewatching a lot of the MCU movies. So, like, I have to remember how hype was I the moment I walked out of the theater. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, no, nah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely top five, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. for me, like, I think Infinity War for me is my favorite because I'll never forget, like, that ending moment and that feeling I had when the credits rolled and, like, Thanos won. Even though you like you knew what would come so after that, would probably come back. But that feeling like, of that was, I gotta wait a year, like yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, like that was crazy. But also that was like really the first time because you know they were building so much up for Thanos, kind of like they were building up to this movie too. And I was just like, they freaking did it, man! Yeah, they actually did it. Oh, it was so good. This purple so. man that I've seen ten second snips of, <laughs> yeah, for exactly. the last ten the, years. Uh, oh, like that. Like I said, it's all. I I just love when there's, you know, like I said. The stakes didn't end up meaning all that much except for a couple characters, but like it felt in the moment that there were real stakes. And that's also another thing. I wish we got more time in the blip, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I think Yeah, we like, really need to cover that at some point, but, but I, I think, think it might be too late. Yeah, but I think Infinity War it, Loki's up there for me, but I think this is maybe two or three for me, yeah. honestly. It was so good. This might be top five. So I'm I'm looking at the at the movies right now. Some of the ones that really, really stand out are um uh, Iron Man one and two. Uh, Iron Man two. <laughs> I, dude, I've there were like three separate occasions over COVID. I tried to rewatch that movie. I never made it all the way through on any of them. <laughs> oh my god, dude, Hammer is so good. Yeah, Hammer is so good. There's so many little brilliant touches. Anyway, <laughs> I, I yeah. I mean, I wanted to uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. Um, let's see. Winter Infinity War. And yeah, No Way Home. No Way Home is... I'm just going to go ahead and say No Way Home is definitely top five. It might be top three. Yeah. It it's might be top like three, it. but it would have to be like Civil War is like up there. Civil War and Winter Soldier are like probably in the top three as well. Um, yeah. yeah really, good. really good. Really, really good. Definitely, definitely a top tier. I can't wait to watch thing. it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm it's extremely excited. It's been hard not to go back to the theater. <laughs> yeah. I'm extremely, extremely excited. Uh, I, I, have they said when this is coming? So there was like a rumor today that it was coming out in like February 28th to digital, but. I think Sony kind of was like, that's actually not right. Or somebody said it. It was like, so, but I, I could see it. I could, I mean, it's going to stay in theaters for a while. I, I definitely believe that, but I can see it maybe in March or April because things come a lot quicker, but yeah, they're saying, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. I'm seeing the same February 28th. I don't know how yeah, I think, that is now, but yeah, Fandango, yeah, in our Slack, Fandango reached out to say there was no digital release date as of yet. So 
They said the, the, that date was actually inaccurate. So, you know, it still could be. They're just not saying it, but I think they're going to milk wow. this baby for as much as they can. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, I, think, wow. I think they're waiting to see until it, uh, yeah. you know. Dude, 33 million after it's in the pandemic time. I mean, I, I've, I cover the box office stuff every week, and it's like seeing how you know movies come in with 4 million or 5 million or 10 million or like things. And yeah. this is just week after Decimating week. Decimating everything else that's coming oh. out right now unbelievable that's wild so i'm actually i'm i'm on imdb right now and they've got a plug-in that pulls in the meta scores on metacritic for each of these movies oh. this is wild Am I the only one that froze there we go catch <laughs> catch this right uh the high there is there is one marvel movie that is higher than this but other than this one movie uh no MCU movie is above the 70s. That's as high as they get. What? Wow. There is one Marvel that movie. Seem right. <laughs> there is one Marvel movie that is in the that is higher than that, and it is in the very high 80s. Can you guess which one it is? Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Hmm. Um Endgame. No. <laughs> Keep going. Nope. Ant-Man. <laughs> nope. No, I have no idea. What? The, the original Avengers. No. Huh. Let me know. Let me know if you give up. I give up. <laughs> Adam, you want to keep guessing? I'll go one more. The okay. most beloved, well-received movie. Oh, highest, Black Panther. Highest, highest rated on Metacritic. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, yeah. Black Panther at an eighty-eight. Yeah. Interesting. The other highest are like seventy. Captain America: Civil War seventy-five. Guardians of the Galaxy seventy-six. I mean, usually people uh, look at Rotten Tomatoes for all that, too. It's interesting yeah. that they're yeah, pulling that's, in. Uh, that's why I think that these are these are interesting. Iron Man, the original Iron Man, seventy nine Metacritic. Wow. Uh, some of these are like shocking. Spider Man Homecoming, seventy three. Fuck okay, Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of them are like ninety eight. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. seventy four. <laughs> Get out of here with this Metacritic, Brian. No, yeah, no one even cares about your Metacritic, Brian. Get out Infinity of here. Infinity War is a 68. Oh, get out of here, Metacritic. Yeah. Avengers Endgame is 10 points higher at a 78. Yeah. Thor- and Spider-Man No Way Home, 71. Avengers Endgame. I find that fascinating. But, but as an interesting wrinkle, that is way more in keeping with a lot of the film critic kind of MCU movies are not great movies. They're just like popcorn cinema. They're not great. You know, they're okay. I think that that is very interesting that uh, Rotten Tomatoes is more on the line of like, yo, these movies are fucking awesome. Whereas Metacritic <laughs> is more like, is more like these movies are okay. Yeah, which I think is very, Go very, get very the glowy thing. Was it fun? There's <laughs> yeah, 90% basically. of Marvel movies. Yeah. Which I think, I think is valuable. Like there is a lot of value to like, a glowy thing. Speed is yeah, there, <laughs> right, Chris. Write it down. Write it down. A glowy thing. There's a lot of value. It was a glowy thing. Uh, but yeah, like I, I do think that there, like I don't think anybody would argue that speed is high cinema. But that movie fucking rips ass. Like it's great. Yeah. It's a great popcorn movie. You know. True. True, and true. I think that that's that's also true of this. And I think particularly in times like these, in this economy, it's fun to just have uh, something. Cool to go see. And uh, No Way Home had a lot of depth uh, to that that I think oh. elevates it beyond a lot of the standard fare in the MCU. Oh, without uh, a doubt. Even, even as good as you might think the, the MCU in general is. Um, 
But yeah, yeah this, was, I, this was another level for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, that's all I got to say. Chris, did you have any any closing comments? I know Adam Adam was able to wrap up what he uh, what he was thinking about. Did you have anything else? Kang the Conqueror. Go get the glowy thing. <laughs> that's all I got. Okay. The all important glowy thing. <laughs> Screw the Infinity Stone. That's right. All right. Well, we want to thank you, all of our listeners and viewers, for joining us for episode 214 of The Platformers. Uh, if you have thoughts or topic ideas that you want to share, let us know. Uh, we, you can find us on Twitter at PlatformersPod, and you can find us on Twitch and YouTube at twitch.tv slash PlatformersPod, where we stream every episode live each week on uh, Mondays. And uh, we archive those at youtube.com slash PlatformersPod. Uh, if you want to find me, uh, personally, you can find me on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. And if you want to check out the things that I am doing uh, week to week, month to month, and throughout the years of my life, you can go over to IGN.com and check out the guides. Uh, some of my latest ones are, uh, I wrote the guide for uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. I wrote the guide, uh, the collectibles guides and created the collectibles hubs. Uh, for Halo Infinite. So if you're looking to 100% that game, uh, you can check that out. Uh, and I'm also maintaining the databases on uh, announcements for Pokemon Legends Arceus. So if you're looking forward to that, you can check that out because there have been some new uh, Japanese trailers that have announced some new uh, new Pokemon recently. I'm getting very excited for that game, just for the Me record. Me too. Like, God, I, hope I didn't care about it at all. Good. And like the last few weeks, I'm like, that's like really this soon. Good. This looks pretty good. <laughs> I know. Did you, it's did you see the, the the videos where like the Pokemon are like straight up trying to murder the trainer, <laughs> yeah. and he's like dodge rolling? I'm like, this I'm is here for it. The Garchomp is like, I'm just gonna explode the Earth. It's like you have <laughs> you're trying to catch Iron Man in a ball. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, where can everybody find you? Can you can find me at Shrives93. Um, lately, I've been tweeting about the Analog Pocket. That's pretty much all of that in resident <laughs> evil village that's probably that's probably it um Amazing. i'm so bummed out that like now looking at all of this stuff and, and like hearing what you've said and what other people have said i'm just like damn i kind of do want an analog pocket and now i super can't get no one. you can't yeah. yeah yeah that thing looks amazing it's very fun i've been playing cool. a lot of kirby tilt and tumble Oh yeah, I finished Returnal, so now I'm starting. Oh my on, god, uh, I, meant yeah. to t- I meant to say something about that. I'm so proud Good of you. Good job. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Seventeen deaths. So proud. Wow, I cannot say. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Returnal is one of my favorite games of all time. I it's, loved it. Uh, so much. it's it's really good. It Platinum has trophy. Problem. Thank you very much. It has. Wait, you do? Oh it was wow! Brutal. Wow. That's and very it, that impressive. was that was that was before they fixed the the thing where like there was one room that had literally like a point zero zero seven five percent chance of showing up. I must have. I think I was searching for the final room longer than I actually played to beat the game. Oh wow! Wow! It was ridiculous. But so I was <laughs> I got to this thing and I was I got to this one area where I was like I'm just assuming I don't have the right upgrade. Maybe oh you know what maybe I didn't. Maybe you needed the visor for that. There's a room later on in the last biome where I like I got to one of those uh, rooms where they have like the swirling dust that creates like the murals, like the, like yeah, the holographic yeah. murals. And there's one of them that I couldn't get to, and it was on the like this super high ledge, and there were like these bracing. Um, oh my god, what do they call them? In old cathedral, in old cathedrals, they're the things that like stand up and like uh, kind of 
buttress, flying buttress. So they had buttresses on the edge and I was like, okay, I can jump up here and I'll jump and dash over to the other buttress and then I'll jump to that thing. Nope, you just slide straight down and you can't jump. I was like, fuck, I can't get to this stupid thing and there's one, there's one of these little murals that I can't get to. And I was so annoyed, but you know what? I need to go back and, I mean, I can't go back, but uh, <laughs> like if I find it again, I'll see if there's like a glowing uh, orb that I can so use the visor you, on man. or something. So but, proud of you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, dude, that last boss is so good. Like there, there are like three or four bosses in that game that I'm just like, dude, these are so fun. I want to do a spoiler cast on that. That has a good story too. That's like hidden underneath the uh, You yeah, know what? Too. It's, uh, I might, I might be up for that. I, I, don't know that I would have before, but I think that would be pretty interesting. We can maybe. What's funny? What, what you're missing, context-wise, that I have and you don't, Adam, is that we spent the last last episode like a good hour and forirty five minutes, and all he did was take a <laughs> dump on Returnal. <laughs> How frustrated he was at it. <laughs> oh, that's that's the that's the name of the game right there. With that I game. was that's I was so, so frustrated. The the problem with the, and this is this is a part of our discussion, but I'm just gonna give Adam the Cliff's notes. Uh, the biggest problem that I have is that the floor in Returnal is so much lower than it is in Hades, which is the only other roguelike that I like. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, the fact that you've got the, the mirror on the wall and you're constantly, like, building up your darkness and you can activate god mode, it's way more accessible. The runs are way shorter. It feels like Hades really respects your time. And there's no run of Hades because you can pick your weapon at the beginning. There's no run that right. feels bad. Like... Or there's one run that feels bad, and then you're just like, okay, I'm just not going to use that weapon anymore. Whereas in Returnal, everything is left up to chance, and you can play like a three-hour, four-hour, five-hour run and just die and have nothing to show for it. And that just feels really bad, and I just wish that they would change that because this would be like this would be like a ten if they had the if they had the, the dark mirror and you could pick your weapon at the beginning of the game. This would this would be a fucking ten. I'd love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh. But anyway. One day, uh, we'll stay tuned for the Returnal spoiler cast coming to a theater near you. Hey, yay! <laughs> Forty-five uh, yeah. day exclusive window at theaters only. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> or if you want to watch it on Disney Plus, you can you can buy access to that for an additional. Yes, $65. we'll do that for you too. We'll do that for you. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we care. But we care. It's all yeah. It's because we're trying to make things so good for you. So you can pay your subscription and then you pay us another sixty-five dollars and we'll get it to you. Anyway, Adam, where can people find you? You can find me at Adam Bankhurst on Twitter. That's where I hang out mostly. And you can catch all my work at IGN.com where I write a bunch of news and run the homepage and do all kinds of crazy stuff and work with these wonderful people here. So, and you can also check out my podcast, the gamers advocate where I would like to get both Brian and Chris on there soon. So keep this crossover MCU funness going. Thank you for providing me content on the weekends to make my job easier. (laughs) Got you, man. I got you. That's awesome. You love to see it. You love yeah, to see it. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. This was this was a blast. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, and and I, I can't thank you enough for, for being on. It took way too long, and hopefully we'll get you back uh, on on more episodes in the future because it's. We'd love it. I'd love it. Man. As always, every time you and I sit, like this is something that nobody would know except for you and I. Every time <laughs> you and I sit down and like talk, it's like, I like we are so similar. We are. It is kind of. It's kind of shocking, actually. <laughs> it's really wild. Like, uh, and it, it is always such a joy to sit down and, and talk with you. It's always. Likewise, I always just leave being being so happy, uh, and encouraged. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, it was just an absolute joy to have you on for this one. I'm so happy we were able to make this work. Yeah, me too. Thank you guys. It was great. Uh, so, Adam, you're the best. Everybody, go follow Adam and check out what he's doing. Yay. He's a stand up dude. 
Uh, but yeah, so please review us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like the show, share it with friends because we don't advertise and that's the only way we have to grow. Word of mouth, it's a powerful thing. Uh, so from everybody here at the platformers, we hope that you have a wonderful week and stay safe out there because until next time, we are out. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. And then Chris is going to tell me that we're mm-hmm. already live. Yep, that happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every time. And then I'm actually going to double check, but I don't need to double check the episode number because I remember it because we just did one last week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>